You're listening to Broken Hearted with Althea Branton. Join me for unscripted conversation about heartbreak in all its forms. Instead of getting over heartbreak, move through it. Face your pain and see what happens next. Welcome to Broken Hearted. I'm Althea Branton, and I'm so glad you're here. Being heartbroken is an experience that we all go through at some point in our lives, but when you combine that with having to go to work every day and having a broken heart at the same time, that makes things a little bit sticky. And it makes things even more difficult, even if the work that you do have is something you don't enjoy. So props to all of you who are listening to my podcast on your way to work at lunchtime. Hell, if you're even listening it during work, thank you so much. I truly appreciate being in your ear. I really do. But work is one of those things where we either absolutely love it or we absolutely hate it. And I mean, if you haven't seen the memes on social media, shout out to 9to5life because those memes are absolutely spot on and absolutely hilarious. Work can be a drag. And I'm not just talking about having a bad boss or, you know, those coworkers that make you want to dig out your eye with a spoon. The work itself can be draining. The company that you might work for might have some outlandish policies about God knows what. And every day you might come home and say to yourself, self, I have to pay for, you know, a roof over my head and food in my belly and maybe start cracking down on some student loans. But when you have all of that going on, especially if it's not a good situation, what do you do when you're dealing with a broken heart and you're dealing with a situation at work that's less than ideal? Because let's face it, people, our hearts can be broken in so many different ways. The world tends to see a broken heart as only in the romantic sense. But I hope you all are starting to understand that the word love does not just mean romantic love. Love can take place and can show up in so many different ways. It can be platonic love, love between friends, love between coworkers. I'm hoping that you do, if you do have a job that's, you know, you're not really feeling at the moment, that at least you have a set of coworkers that can help you get through those times because that's super important. So you can have love between friends, colleagues, neighbors, coworkers. Love can show up in so many different forms. But what happens when that love is lost? Either romantically or platonically. Having to deal with that initial few days of grief, that initial few days of loss and those days of pain and then you gotta get up and go to work. Ugh, it sounds horrible. But for some of us, this is a reality that needs to happen. So what do we do? So I'm gonna break down for you three ways on how you can deal with going to work and showing up at work with a broken heart. First thing you need to do is be kind to yourself. Show compassion for yourself. And I'm not talking throwing yourself a pity party. 
I mean, if you have to, hashtag you do you. Throw yourself a pity party. But what I'm talking about is being kind to yourself. Recognizing what you're going through. Recognizing the situation that you've just been through. Recognizing all of the everything. And when I say all of the everything, I mean everything that is coming up for you. Every feeling, every emotion, every action you want to take as a result of it. Every thought. Because the self-improvement world out there will tell you that there are certain thoughts and certain feelings that are quote-unquote bad or air quotes, bad vibration or negative. Nah. Throw all that jazz out the window and feel it anyway. Self-compassion means you don't beat up on yourself when you experience emotion. Allow yourself the time and space to experience that emotion from A to B, from beginning to end. If you have to cry, cry. If you have to laugh, laugh. If you have to punch something, do it safely. Disclaimer, I'm not advocating violence or hurting anybody. I'm talking punching a pillow. Whatever it is you need to do, recognize that treating yourself with kindness and compassion while you're going through this episode is one of the most amazing things you can do for your own self. So feel it. Feel everything. Feel all the emotions that come up. Recognize the emotions that come up. You can even journal about them. You can even... Anything that what you can do to show yourself that kindness, if you need rest, rest. If you need time and space, take the time and space. We need to start being kind to each other, which I do believe the world needs more of. But we also need to start being kinder to ourselves. And constantly thinking that we're thinking and feeling the, quote, wrong things during an especially heartbreaking episode. What does that mean? What does that do when we beat ourselves up in the process, laying blame to ourselves in the process? When that initial situation happens, The time and energy it takes to analyze the situation and try to figure out what happened. That's a lot. It's a lot to expend and it's probably energy you don't have. So take using that energy instead of trying to figure it out and using that energy to be kind to yourself will go a lot further for you and a lot further on your journey than it is to sit and figure it out why. Being kind to yourself also means taking care of yourself. Sleep, rest, proper food, proper exercise, hygiene. Have you had a shower? Have you done some laundry? Have you done the dishes? Kindness towards yourself is effectively taking care of yourself. 
I really believe that the more we learn to take care of our own selves, we'll be even better to take care of each other. The second thing is to talk to someone. Sometimes just having a conversation with another human being about what you're going through can just release so much tension from you, from your body, mind, heart, and soul, and from your energy space. And when I say talk to someone, that person can be anybody. A friend, a family member, a neighbor, a colleague. And that if you're going through a heartbreak situation at work, we've all got those people at work that, you know what, there are, those are our people. Reach out to one of them. Grab yourselves a hot beverage and have a conversation. And let that person know, hey, I'm going through something. And all they need to do for you is to hold space. And what holding space means is that all that other person has to do is just to listen to you and allow you to feel comfortable in sharing what you're going through and having that comfortable time and space and place to express any emotions that come up as a result of the conversation. So talk to someone. If your organization has an employee assistance program, reach out and get some help. There are people who are ready and willing to listen to you, to offer guidance, to offer support. And I know asking for help is one of the hardest things we can do. Mostly because there's this annoying, ridiculous, asinine stigma about mental health that still exists despite all the hashtags and awareness and all that good stuff. The fact remains is that for some reason, reaching out and asking for assistance with an issue that is not tangible is still frowned upon in this society. And as you know, I love breaking down barriers and challenging things and challenging societal beliefs. So if you are one of these people that believes in asking for help somehow makes you weak, think again. If you're one of these people that will just rather pray it away, think again. If you're one of these people that you really believe you don't have any issues, you can figure it out on your own, Think again, because at some point, whatever you are going through, that heartbreaking situation that you're going through, it means you will need support at some point. And that support comes from reaching out to another human being. So while you're being kind to yourself and taking care of yourself, Talking to someone is also an act of kindness. It's an act of kindness towards yourself 
It's also a way that you are taking care of yourself. Getting support, especially in the workplace, sometimes can be a bit tricky. And I know this because I spent about a decade in human resources. I would have people sometimes who would approach me with very significant personal issues. I would always listen and offer guidance and support any way I could. And you want to hear something funny? I usually got in trouble for it because that wasn't my role. That wasn't my role as human resources, even though human, funny enough, is in my title. For some reason, that was outside my job description to listen to someone, to hear them, to recognize them. I have a story for you all about this exact type of situation. Some years ago, I was working for an organization and I had a list of people, they were kind of flagged, I guess you could say, as as low performers and I had to eventually decide if I was going to let them go or work on some kind of performance improvement plan to get them up to speed. So while I'm in the washroom washing my hands, which ironically enough, not enough of you at work do that, so shame upon you if you don't wash your hands, gross. Moving on. One of the women that was on my list as to be flagged for being let go, she was standing at the sink looking at herself in the mirror in tears. I'd asked her, what was wrong? Is, is everything okay? And she looked at me and she said, just the night before she had found out that her husband of 30 plus years had been having an affair and she had left him. And I looked at her and I said, I'm so sorry to hear this. Did, did you know? And she had revealed that she had kind of known for some time that this was actually happening, but didn't want to believe it. So now she had moved out. She wasn't sure like how she was going to get to work every day. And she said that through the whole time she was trying to discover if her husband was indeed having an affair, her performance started to slip. And I said, hmm, okay. So I had to go to a meeting, but I was going to be late. So I said, huh, oh, well, I get in trouble for it anyway. So whatever. So I, we left the bathroom and I pulled her aside in a quiet corner and I asked her, what can we do to help you? Well, she looked at me as like I was crazy, which was at the time in this role, I did get that look a lot when I would ask people these kinds of questions. They would look at me like I was crazy. And I said, well, what, what can we do? How can we help you? She said she needed a lawyer. I said, all right. I gave her the number for the employee assistance program that also offered free legal consultations, which would eventually direct her to getting legal counsel on her own. She also needed to adjust her schedule because her soon-to-be ex-husband used to be the one to drive her to work, and now she couldn't do that. So we adjusted her schedule so she could start taking the bus to work. I asked her then if there was anything else that she needed help with. 
And she just looked at me and she said, I just, I don't know what to do. I can't believe this is happening to me. And I said, all right, go home. And again, I got that crazy, like, Althea, what are you thinking? Look, but by this time I was used to it. I said, don't worry about it. Go home. Go home for the rest of the day. Rest, do what you need to do. Come back tomorrow. You'll get your new schedule. We'll sort everything out. She was so grateful. Thank you, Althea. Thank you so much. I I can't believe this. I said, don't worry about it. We'll make it happen. I did end up going to my meeting and I did eventually get in trouble for being late. And when I explained why I was late, I even still just got torn a new one. But meh, what are you going to do? But here's the best part of the story. A few weeks later, this woman's performance skyrocketed. Not only did she improve her performance, but her performance was even better before she got on my, I guess you could call it, naughty list. So I checked back with the, in with her a few weeks later. I asked her how things were going. She said she was still in shock. But the fact that someone took time to listen to her and acknowledge what she was going through made the difference. Because no one had ever done that before. So now I want to talk to you employers, if you're listening to this, managers, supervisors, team leaders, or whatever y'all are calling yourselves these days, because titles are effectively arbitrary. When someone is going through something really devastating in their lives and they come to work, what do you do? Do you let it go? Do you tell them this isn't professional, that there's no room for emotions at work? Because I have had heard that before. No room for emotions at work. That's a bunch of bollocks if I've ever heard it. I'm just saying. What do you do? Do you ignore it? Do you hope and pray that, you know, that person will just get over what they're going through because... The TPS report has to be done and that really important presentation for that client needs to get done too? For some reason, and I'll never, ever, ever figure this out, but for some reason at work, we're expected not to show up as humans. We're expected to show up as emotionless, baseless, soulless even. I have been told in my past career that I have been emotional. And I'll never forget that because it was when a client called me a liar. I don't take too well to being called a liar because I'm not a liar. I really do try to tell the truth. But I have been told I have been too emotional. And showing compassion for people at work, too. Why is that such a terrible thing? So if you're reaching out to someone and someone comes to you and says, you know, my marriage is over or I just lost someone or I was 
a family member has been diagnosed with a critical illness. Whatever issues that person is going through, employers, is going to affect their performance. And you know what else is going to affect their performance? How you react to it. So if you're going through a heartbreaking situation, talk to someone. If it's not someone at work, find another human being to share your issues with. And the third thing that you can do is to really start questioning what you need to do for your own self and take action on on that, on taking stuff for your own self. If you need to take time for yourself, take time. Take time in accordance with your employer's policies. We need to keep your behind employed. And when you do take that time, use that time and go back to the first point that I had mentioned, which was to be kind to yourself. And also go back to the second one, which is to talk to someone. Taking time and space for yourself is indeed an act of kindness. Taking time and space away from work to go talk to someone is being kind to yourself. In this corporate world, there's so many motivational speakers and team building exercises and there are tons of people out there who are making literally billions in this industry and I'm not throwing shade at them for the record but I am questioning the effectiveness of what they're doing because sometimes even when you're going through a heartbreaking situation sometimes that heartbreaking situation is the work you're actually doing and that my friends I will explore that in a future episode of brokenhearted because that is a huge topic. And I'm not just talking about having a bad boss and what do you do if you have a bad boss. I'm talking about the work itself. Because if you're going through heartbreak, that sucks. And if you have a job that you don't like, that sucks too. So guess what happens? You start getting 24 hours of suckiness. You can go to a team building seminar and work is still going to suck. You can do all of these things at work. And I've seen employers do this. The foosball tables, the beer on Fridays. Great. But here's the thing. At work, we need to recognize that we're human beings. We need to recognize that as a human being, we have emotions. We have feelings. We laugh, cry, smile. We can celebrate when we get that land, that big account or get that key client. That's perfectly acceptable. It's also perfectly acceptable to be belligerent, rude, condescending, and to bully our coworkers. That's perfectly fine too. So why is it not acceptable to come to work in grief? experiencing loss, 
or feeling pain. All my years in the corporate world, I have come to realize something super important. And that super important thing is pain. Pain shows up just about anywhere. And the more we don't acknowledge our pain, the more we don't work through our pain, through, not over, through, that's when people start getting snarky at work. That's when, when you see that person who you know full well has just lost a loved one. And the only thing you can do is just sign the card. Try talking to them. We can do better in the workplace. We can do better so that these memes that we see, even though they're hella funny, we can do better. We can do better by being human beings at work and recognizing that grief, loss, and pain, and heartbreak are part of the human experience. So here's a bomb for you people. You know what business is? I'll tell you. Business is a bunch of human beings having conversations. Corporations, and I know we, there's a lot of talk about big corporations and how they're faceless. No, 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 people. They are not faceless. They are made up of thousands and thousands and thousands of human beings having conversations with one another. So when you show up at work and you're heartbroken, there are things that you can do. You can be kind to yourself. You can talk to someone. And you can take time for yourself. You can make the difference for you. I will explore being human in the workplace on future episodes of Broken Heart. But so now I want to hear from you. Have you ever gone to work right after you've ended a, a romantic relationship? Lost a loved one? I want to hear about your experience. Leave a comment under this episode on althiabranton.com slash podcast or better yet, let's have a conversation. Go to bit.ly slash heartbreak recovery session and book a time for us to talk. And we'll actually talk. We'll have a conversation. And I love doing this so much. Join me next time for another episode of, of Broken Hearted. And in the meantime, feel your pain and see what happens next. Broken Hearted is sponsored by Heart on Fire, a new kind of coaching experience. Start where you are with what you have. Begin to move past the pain. Go to bit.ly slash recover from heartbreak to book your free heartbreak recovery session today.